What is going on, you guys? Welcome to the Strong Life Podcast. Before I get into today's episode, I'm going to give you three things that I think are really important and that are going to be helpful for you. Number one, I have an app, Strong Life app. Everything is linked in the show notes that I'm going to talk to you about today. The Strong Life app is awesome. I do the programming in there. It's easy to use. It's a workout app. It's only a workout app. Um, I've got dumbbell workouts, body weight, beginner, three days, five days, train like Kendra, and I'm doing a core challenge all through 2024. So you want to get in on that for sure. Um, it's cheap. It's $14.99 a month if you pay monthly, or you can pay for the whole year, 99 bucks a month, which is, or 99 bucks a year, which is a steal. The second thing is I'm partnered with an awesome company called Just Meats. The meat is grass-fed and grass-finished. It's based in Utah. Um, it's absolutely delicious. It is easy. It is affordable. You get the meat right delivered to your house. It's prepared and it's cooked and ready. And it's amazing. It's restaurant quality is the best way I can describe it. You'll make your meals in three to five minutes. No joke. It comes with different sauces you can use. It's super macro friendly. Um, and if you're somebody like me who doesn't love to cook, who doesn't have a lot of time to cook, I am a go out to dinner type of girl. So when I'm at home, I really need things to be fast and easy. And this has given me a huge variety. You get $15 off your order when you use my link and code Kendra 15. And also they're doing promotions all the time. So just stay tuned for that. You can get a subscription. So for me, I have it delivered once a month to my house and I don't have to think about it again. And it actually saves me money in the long run. And the third thing is I use the first form app to coach my clients um, and to coach people who are, let's say you're tracking in some other app, but you don't know if your macros are right. You want somebody to take a look at it. That's what I do. Um, I have a high volume of people through this app. It's $12.99 a month. I can see your food. I can help you with customized macros, workout programming, and uh, supplementation to be able to help you reach your goals. All the people you see on my social media have come to me through the app. They found me on different platforms. They've been referred to me by friends. I don't do a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching anymore. I have a few clients and I'll do some openings throughout the year. I do some group coaching, but the app coaching is amazing. I can send video messages to you for feedback. You do weekly check-ins. And as long as you're willing to meet me halfway, it's an amazing, affordable way to go. It's really me on the other end of the app too, by the way. I do have help in there, but these are people that I'm closely connected to that I trust and meet with on a regular basis. So those are three things I want you to know. Without further ado, here is today's episode. What is going on, you guys? I am live in Team Strong Life. I'm recording for a podcast. <laughs> I'm just, oh my gosh, I'm just cracking up because I saw this funny thing on TikTok where you send your son the beginning of like a Sinead O'Connor. Is that her name? Oh my gosh, wait. No, who the heck is it? So I started sending Jack these texts like out of the blue to see what he would say. And I started with a text at seven o'clock this morning and I said, <laughs> since you've been gone, I can do whatever I want. And he goes, what, what does that mean? And I said, I can see whomever I choose. <laughs> and he goes, in terms of people or men? And I said, I could eat my dinner in a fancy restaurant. Anyway, you go through <laughs> all the lyrics of the song and like, I was dying because I'm like, this poor kid is going to be so confused. And finally, in the end, he goes, this has to be for Instagram or TikTok. Anyway, pure entertainment for myself. Um, but so today I actually wanted to go live and do this podcast. Um, and I wanted to talk about losing body fat and gaining muscle. Um, <clears throat> and this is obviously not a new, like, concept. Um, but I get a lot of questions. I got one recently about bulking and, um, oh, I didn't get any questions on that. Okay. Um, so I, I got a question about bulking and tell me, you know, what the, at what point somebody would bulk. And I thought, you know, I should just come back on here and do a, an episode about, um, building muscle and losing body fat and, kind of the, the, that, what that process is like. Um, so 
I have a list of questions that I get a lot and I'm just going to go through these and hopefully this, you know, resonates with you. Feel free to drop questions and comments. I'm going to make this kind of interactive. I think it will be fun and record and drop this podcast out there and hopefully it's, you know, lands with people. Um, so number one, I think let's start with what's the difference between losing body fat and body weight. And I don't think you necessarily have to think of them very differently, but let's take a couple of different approaches to maybe what you have done in the past versus now what you might understand if you're trying to lose body fat. So first of all, body fat is essential. We need it on our body. So stop trying to get rid of all body fat. That's not really the goal. Um, but I understand like people want to look better, feel better, move better, um, excess body fat, body weight can have obviously like great, um, implications on joints, ligaments. It's not healthy to carry around. You still have to kind of feed it, but it's not really serving a purpose, excess body fat. It's just creating obviously eventual health problems down the road and like an inability to, to maybe even do what you want. So depending on how much excess weight you're carrying, but body fat is everything on your or is you have your body weight is made up of fat and then everything else on your body body lean tissue organs blood water like all of those things are lean mass and when i work with clients our goal is to preserve lean mass so muscle obviously um and then lose body fat so ultimately um it is going to come down to weight. So like you do, if somebody, you can kind of use them synonymously, but the approach that I take is to lose body fat and gain muscle. We're using the same approach. We're just pulling the levers a little bit differently, making different adjustments. Anybody can lose weight, right? Like let's take somebody who goes on a, I always use this reference because it was so freaking crazy, but I worked for a woman um, who for 12 weeks put people on 500 calorie a day diet. Um, do you think they lost weight? Hell yeah, they lost weight. Did they lose a shitload of muscle? Probably for that long. Um, were any of them told to exercise? No, there were also women in that who had like 20 pounds to lose and just wanted to get it off quickly. Well, you're going to get off 20 pounds of body weight. But you're probably without resistance training, eating protein, um, and that type of aggressive, rapid fat loss approach, you're probably losing a lot of lean muscle, maybe even bone density, which is not what we want. That is not what we want. What we want is to build and at least maintain muscle, right? We don't need to just be having like gobs and gobs of excess muscle, um, but and we can't do that anyway, we have limitations, but we want to be building muscle, which helps us build bone, right? Think of your, think of your bone, that muscle wrapped around your bone creates tension. And that tension helps us build bone, keeps bone, keep bones healthy. So the work you're doing, when it comes to resistance training and exercise, you got to think beyond just the way you look, like at some point, and I don't know when, I think my mother still cares about how she looks. I don't see that going away for, for me, certainly. Like, that's important to me. Like, my presentation and looking healthy and feeling healthy and youthful, like, all that is, I think about those things. But ultimately, like, I don't want to be injured. And the way to be injured isn't to not be active and do things. The way to not get injured is to stay strong and fit and active move your body through all the planes of motion, move your joints. It's not to like stay safe necessarily. I'm not saying you have to do what I do, but like you do have to, you do have to have some elements of, you know, uh, pushing yourself and maintaining that strength. So we don't want to do 500 calories a day to just make the scale go down. It will go down. If you do that, we want to, train our body through the proper amount of calories and resistance training and protein to be able to oxidize, which just means break down excess fat on the body and use that 
for energy. And the one of the most effective ways to do that is through things like resistance training, heavy lifting. I'm not talking about two pounds, you know, uh, and doing a million reps. I'm talking about getting yourself in some kind of maybe eight to 12 repetition range and lifting heavy enough so that you recruit as many muscle fibers as possible and you bring those muscles to failure or as close to what you think failure is, I cannot do one more rep. That is how you're going to build muscle, ultimately stimulating all of the benefits that come from resistance training. When you are in a, on a mission to lose body fat, the reason that you want to do that resistance training, even that some of that zone two cardio um, with definitely with some higher intensity cardio for sure, like sprint intervals. That's why like, I think CrossFit a few days a week is good because it will get you that guided kind of high end stuff that's hard to do on your own. But the resistance training and the benefit of that, as well as sprint interval training, has a lasting um, post-workout increased fat oxidation that happens with your body. Like, you may not be using all fat stores in a workout like CrossFit, right? You're going to switch over to carbohydrate or glycogen at some point. But to recover from that, you do see a spike in fat oxidation, which is your body using fat for fuel. That's, that's what we ultimately want. All that excess fat, we need to get your body to use that for energy. And that is how it ultimately leaves the body over time. That is the goal. And we preserve the muscle through resistance training, protein, and enough calories to put you in a deficit, but that allow you to still perform for these workouts and maintain that lean body mass. That's the goal. Um, the goal is not to rapidly cut calories, um, lose that lean muscle, lose that strength. Now, I'm going to say this because I think it's really interesting. Dr. Campbell here uh, at University of South Florida my mentor and one of my professors down here, the reason I'm down at USF, he um, is doing rapid fat loss studies. And that could be a few days of like 300 calories with excess movement. And he's trying to find this interesting sweet spot where you could, you could rapidly lose like 10 pounds in three days and still maintain your lean mass. But that's that's in a controlled environment. The I think his cardio is in is uh, when I say this, don't quote me on this. The studies are going to start to come out. It's like hours of walking hours, like walking basically eight hours, 300 calories. And you're completely depleting your, uh, you know, muscles of the fat storage. Your, is it, I mean, you you are depleting yourself. Um, but he's trying to find this interesting sweet spot to just sh show that you could potentially go into a rapid fat loss situation, which would not be realistic for anybody in real life. But it could happen if, you know, under certain conditions, maintain lean muscle and still lose body fat. So he's got some really interesting results and he's doing more of that down here. I'll hopefully be involved in one of those studies, which would be very exciting. So just know that that there will be research coming out that says you can do that. Is it a good idea? Do you need to? Probably not. Like now we have to reverse diet you, which is a whole other thing that we have to, that we're learning down here about with studying. So anyway, my point is let's talk about the general like population and how we can use that excess body fat for energy. That's what we're doing. Okay. So you have a couple of different energy sources, you have glycogen, and you have fat. And that's how your body and ATP, of course, and that's how your body produces energy. But the, the fat and glycogen are the things that store in your body that 
and, and fat, there's probably arguably endless amounts of storage available. So you really have to be careful. Um, I am looking at a little bit more of a lower fat, like let's say in your diet, optimal is probably 30% of your diet should come from fat, however many calories you have. So if you have 1500 calories a day, let's say you're getting about 40 to 45 grams of fat. That's all you need. We don't need more than that. It doesn't help more with performance. Carbohydrates are going to be our key for performance uh, for most people. And I think I've seen that a lot over the years as I've worked with people on how to kind of fuel their workouts to be able to get those carbohydrates that we do have to get you feeling great with your workouts. And then we can kind of taper the carbohydrates like throughout the day as we go. So let's say you have 100 grams of carbohydrates available, which, by the way, is very low. Um, you would put, let's say, 25 before a workout, 25 after a workout, and now you've only got 50 throughout the rest of the day, but at least you fueled your workout, you got some good recovery. Um, but that's just kind of a side note there. So remember, our goal is to maintain lean muscle through protein resistance training and a reasonable caloric deficit, let's say 500 to 700 calories. Um, would be a, a pretty good deficit to get you to lose body fat and maintain lean muscle. We want to lose about one pound or I'm sorry, 1% of our body weight on a weekly basis. That's probably a pretty good target to know, <clears throat> excuse me. And there's no way of knowing unless you do DEXA and probably even four part uh, body composition body uh, in body scan, like all those things. And those they're really hard to get consistent. So we can say, if you're 200 pounds, 1% is two pounds a week, that's probably a good rate of fat loss or weight loss. And that should show up on the scale. Now it won't show up every week. That's why people get so discouraged. It's not this like linear perfect thing. And I have a lot of you out there who are making deals like, oh, the scale doesn't go down one week. Oh, I'm so discouraged. I'm, but it's like, but you've changed your entire life. You're getting great workouts. You're doing amazing. You're stronger. You're fitter. But you're going to let the fact that the scale didn't move one week, like completely discourage you? No. So um, fat in the form of the scale can take a little bit. Okay, it can just it can just take a little bit of time, there can be a lag, you can be doing everything right. Remember you at any time you have three to five pounds of excess stool in your body. So like, that could be it. I've had people who like are so discouraged on a Wednesday, that none of this is working. They wake up poop on Thursday, and like the scales down three pounds, and they're like, never mind, I'm good now. Like, we are letting that scale dictate everything. It's important, but it's not everything. So you can't get like too high on the highs when you the scale is going down. You can't get too low on the lows, especially if you're doing everything right. One common mistake people make is to totally sabotage themselves. So the scale isn't going down. So then they get discouraged and then they go, oh, fuck it. And they start overeating. And now the scale really doesn't go down. And you're sort of like facing your tail. You have got to maintain <clears throat> your habit, excuse me, for long enough to be able to see results. And I'm not talking about a few weeks or a few days. I'm talking about months, you know, really give it what everything you've got. So <clears throat> losing body fat is all about fat oxidation. Okay. We're breaking down the fat, which is the adipose tissue or subcutaneous fat under the skin. And we're using that to power our workouts. And we can only do that if we're eating under what our body needs to maintain. So in other words, a caloric deficit. Calories will move the scale up and down. Protein is what ultimately is going to change the physique. As far as the physique goes, we all have different structures. I've said this a million times, but if you've always had kind of a pancake butt, you're, that's, that's your body type. You're probably not going to grow a big Kardashian peach unless you went and had surgery. So you have to focus on the best you, like you may have broad shoulders and narrow waist, 
That could be your structure. The structure is literally like how long are my clavicles? What is creating my shape? And so I think a lot of times people want things that their body couldn't even do. Like I have really boxy women who want an hourglass figure. And it's like, you're pro you have a boxy, like for me, like I don't have this like tiny little waist in these, you know, lump voluptuous hips. I have more like athlete kind of straight, down physique. So I do the best I can with what I have. And that's what we all have to do. Nobody can tell you what your physique is going to look like necessarily. Well, I, I probably could because I see them but like, you know, um, you you just have to continue with these like cycles of, you know, cutting calories, working on fat loss, and then not dieting at all. Um, so that's fat. Okay. So fat is about losing body fat is a remember, and we will, it, it is kind of synonymous with losing body weight. So I, I do talk about weight loss also, but I never want people to misunderstand. Like I am not a, like a rapid weight loss coach. And I don't believe in those like 500 calories for 12 week things. But I think it will be interesting when Campbell comes out with like some of the you know, research on how we could potentially expedite. And I will be starting a course this spring on more aggressive fat loss, putting people in a slightly more aggressive caloric deficit and seeing if we can get results faster without losing a lot of lean muscle. So fat oxidation. So that's how we lose body fat. It's really simple. It's really, really simple. Calories, protein, resistance training. The way we gain muscle is what? The same. Calories, protein, resistance training. So to gain muscle and lose fat is the same. The thing we're manipulating most is going to be what? Your calories. Because calories are going to be the thing that are going to fuel your workouts, help you in terms of building muscle. You know, everybody comes to me and wants to lose body fat and gain muscle at the same time. Now there's a lot of research out there that that is possible, that you can technically build muscle in a caloric deficit, but it's probably not going to be ideal and it's not going to be um, sustainable over the long haul. The most, the person who is most likely to gain muscle and lose body fat at the same time is a brand new resistance trainer person, somebody who's never resistance trained before, who gets in there and gets after it, maybe works with a trainer, understands how to start lifting heavy, goes into a caloric deficit, loses body fat. I've seen it before many times on younger women, but like I've seen it even in my crew, like when somebody starts resistance training and eating protein, the body composition will change relatively quickly even in a caloric deficit, but there are limitations to that. That doesn't just last forever. At some point, gaining muscle, and this is kind of, let's talk about bulking. Um, I, I wouldn't be using that language, okay? Like I don't have people bulk. So I'm just gonna right now say, let's, that is kind of a bodybuilding, old school, I'm bulking. Um, that means I'm eating a shitload of food. I'm gaining a shitload of weight to be able to get as big and huge as possible. We're not doing that. So we're going to just kind of, that's, that's what bulking is. You have heard it. We're going to talk about building muscle in a reasonable way. And there is evidence that being in a slight caloric surplus is probably ideal for that. Um, it gives your body the best chance of powering through great workouts, you know, adding optimal muscle tissue. Um, uh, you will gain weight in a caloric surplus, right? You're eating more than your body is burning every day. Um, but I've seen so many women find that sweet spot where, where we push the calories up, we push the resistance training, and they do add more muscle tissue, like it's just visible. And we do that for as long as they can tolerate it. That's how long. 
It's as long as you can tolerate being in a caloric surplus. And so let's say somebody comes to me and we have them at 1500 calories for a, a caloric deficit. We're resistance training four and five days a week. We've got some great walks going in there, maybe even some cardio to like kind of push the caloric output. Um, and they're losing body fat. Now we're kind of done with the diet. They may have some diet fatigue. They may just be like, oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to continue to do this or I'm just very happy with where I am right now. I love what we've built. So we say, all right, well, let's, let's maintain this for a while. Okay. Like every woman is like chasing those last five pounds. But if I say, let's just maintain this for a while, bring you out of the deficit. I want you to lift it as heavy as possible. Um, we're going to, these are your training splits. We're going to really focus and target on the areas you want to build. Let's say shoulders, glutes, legs, whatever it is. We're going to get you as fit as possible. You don't have to be dieting anymore. And I will bring them up to, let's say, 1,800, 1,900 calories slowly. And by the way, when you take somebody out of a caloric deficit or a fat loss phase, they're going to gain weight. The scale is going to go up. So just know that it's part of it, right? You, you've, you're just, it's, it's the way it is. You're, you're adding calories, you're adding glycogen stores, you're potentially adding a little bit of fat stores, but you cannot freak out ever, like never freak out about this stuff as a general rule. So now we bring you up, let's say 1800 calories, 1900. And then we slowly start to kind of push the carbohydrates up. I usually keep fat on the lower side. I keep protein about where it was. Um, it, it's usually around a pound to 1.5, probably grams per pound of your goal or ideal body weight. And then we push the calories up and we see what we can get away with. You check in every week. We see what the number is, what, the, you know, are we gaining weight rapidly? That could be a problem. It could also mean that adherence is tricky. You may have started to take, get a taste of the good stuff. And now you're sort of out of control. Um, that can happen after a caloric deficit for a long period of time. But I'm just going to pause here because what have we been doing through this whole phase of fat loss and gaining muscle? We're still resistance training. We're still eating enough protein. Even if your body composition isn't quite where you want it, your body doesn't look the way you want. It's not, you're not quite feeling right in your clothes. You still resistance train, eat protein. None of that changes. Like a lot of people think, oh, I should lose the weight first and then I'll build muscle. No, no, no. Building muscle is the thing that's going to help you with fat loss, that's going to help you change the physique over time. You can never, you don't think of them as part one, part two. Like it's, you're doing them at the exact same time. There's no like lose the weight first before I get fit. Like we're, these are, the process is exactly the same. We're just going to be manipulating the calories based on your goals and your appetite to diet. It's hard to diet. And sometimes we need to get people down to, you know, 15, 1300 calories, depending on their height, their weight, you know, and how long we've been doing this. And once you really are, when somebody has been kind of cutting for a while, adherence can go down you can start to really feel depleted. And that's a really good time to bring you back out of a deficit, give you more food, let you take a break, maybe take a break from tracking. Um, but there's the, the, the need to build muscle is, is I can't tell you how important that is for not just the way you look and feel, but longevity, you know, injury prevention, um, I mean, I just had a talk with my mother about it this morning. It drives me crazy how inconsistent they are. And then they're like, oh, this, that. It's like, get down into the basement, get your resistance training in and get it done. It's that, it's that important for longevity. Um, uh, somebody said, good morning. We all have inflammation. This is a good question. Um, Okay, so we'll pause for a minute. Can the extreme low calories cause inflammation in the body? I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe. I'd have to, I'd have to look that up. 
We all have inflammation. How do we know it's inflammation? I mean, how do we know it's inflammation? Um, if you're talking about like some people get on the scale and the scale goes up and they're like, oh, I'm inflamed. It's like, it doesn't really matter. I mean, not to poo poo that, but like, like, okay, the scale went up, like the scale goes up some days, you know? And, and if you know, you're kind of running the play and doing what you need to do, this is the point. This is the problem with the scale. Like it went up a pound, like, yeah, the scale's going to go up a pound. Like if you ate any more food the previous day or had a late meal or, you know, um, didn't, you know, uh, let's say drink enough water. Maybe you had high sodium that day without, without counterbalancing it with enough water, you may feel a little inflamed, but this is why like the scale is just a piece of, it's a piece of the puzzle. Now what probably didn't, what probably didn't, um, happen is that some people think, oh, I must've gained a pound of muscle or something and I didn't lose, um, you know, so I didn't lose weight. You're, you may have, you may have, and definitely as you're losing weight and building muscle and losing body fat, yeah, you're going to build muscle and muscle shows up on the scale as weight, but it's not that much. It's not like 20 pounds probably over a lifetime. And I've done this talk before. There's some research about you may only build 12 to 15, maybe 20 pounds of lean muscle. And that's somebody who's doing everything right, training consistently over 20 years. So you're, you know, you're, I'm like for me, for example, I'm pretty well maxed. I don't believe that I'm going to just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Now I can get stronger, but muscle strength doesn't always equate to muscle size. And I'll talk about that. Hopefully my uh, Dr. Buckner will come on the podcast. One of my professors who's an expert in just muscle um, and talk about like that kind of potential, but it's not as much as people think. Let's say over the course of a year, you can put on three pounds of muscle tissue, three to five pounds, your first year of training of muscle tissue. And then maybe it's, I don't know, a couple pounds after that, maybe. And that would be lifting heavy, consistently doing everything right, like all the time. So even for me now, all of my workouts are about maintaining and just being fitter and trying new things and, and learning and, you know, enjoying seeing body composition change over time. Um, so so to follow up with the question, Michelle asked inflammation, she asked about if an extremely low caloric diet could cause inflammation. And she's saying, I suppose, internally, is the body overworking itself when calories are extremely low? Um, yeah, probably. If you think about, though, like, what is an anorexic is somebody who's eating next to no food every day. So that would probably be 350 calories a day and all kinds of things, problems happen when you, you know, if we're talking about that extreme low, there's all kinds of things that can kick in over time. Um, hormone imbalances, hair loss, you know, general fatigue. I, I don't know about inflammation specifically, but, um, you know, I think water and resistance training are going to help with that. Um, and then just like eating a, really good clean diet with some healthy fats, you know, lots of fruits and vegetables, um, and lean protein is all and resistance training will really help with inflammation as well. Um, unless you have like an injury, like I have arthritis. So like sometimes if I have like serious heavy squat days in a row, um, or lots of kind of jumping and landing hard, I'll have inflammation in my knee and then I just have to kind of back off. But, um, I think we, I think if you stick to the basics, resistance training, not overeating, barely consuming alcohol, sleeping, taking omegas, CoQ10, um, creatine, as I've talked about, like you're in good shape. Like you're pretty much better than 99.9% .9 of the population out there. So um, if you're worried about, I wouldn't worry about inflammation. I would just worry about uh, any symptoms you might be having. 
I mean, I understand worrying about inflammation, but like, um, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell, you know, you should be, if, if you're doing all of those things, you should be feeling good. You shouldn't have crazy crashes. You should be, you know, pretty, um, feeling pretty fantastic. Um, so the, just to summarize, you can lose body fat and gain muscle at the same time. It's more likely going to be somebody who's newer at resistance training. Eventually, you're going to have to increase your calories to maintenance and work on just maintaining and building muscle. Okay, you cannot be in a caloric deficit forever and expect to get anywhere. And a lot of people who think they're in a caloric deficit forever just aren't. You more likely have a few days here and there where you're over consuming um, and kind of not really realizing it, or you may be having trouble tracking and staying consistent there. Um, and that tracking is going to be a really important way for you to be able to see what you're consuming. And certainly if you're working with a coach, be able to like present what it is that you're consuming so that they can help you make any adjustments you need to make. Ditch the scale is your number one tool of measurement. You have to ask yourself what you really want. So if I said, if you looked, if you were five pounds heavier, but you looked like even fitter, would that be okay? Most women say yes. Um, I'm 136 pounds right now. Um, there's a woman who I'm working with who's 133 pounds, wants the scale to go down. That is not what she needs to do. When I look at her physique, she doesn't have enough muscle. So she wants to ultimately, she's a perfect example of somebody who is not overweight, but carries a higher body fat percentage. So we need to what? We need to not diet, go lift heavy weights for the next year, at least probably the rest of this year, and start thinking about a cut and losing body fat next year. Because this isn't about weight loss for her anymore. So if she was, if, if, she wants the scale to go down. I would like to see the scale go up for her. And I would like to see her body composition change. I would like to see the fat decrease and the muscle increase. That's ultimately what she wants. Whether or not she's going to be able to discipline herself to not diet, to stop chasing the last five pounds, to get rid of the scale, to eat more food, stay consistent lift heavy weights, and then in a year from now, or maybe in the fall, we revisit. But the, the, the obsession with this number being smaller when, because it, it makes sense, right? Like a lot of women are thinking it must be weight loss. Oh, I have this fat on my back of my legs. Oh, I have my arms aren't defined. The arms aren't defined because there's not enough muscle there. So we can lose weight and just keep making everything smaller, but it's not ultimately what she wants. She wants to look different. So if I say, if you looked my, if you were my weight, let's say you were 136, but you looked the way you wanted, all of a sudden the scale doesn't matter. But if somebody just tells me I want to lose five more pounds and I'm looking at the photo and I'm, I'm not seeing it, I'm seeing a physique that is not a weight loss client, right? Like five more pounds isn't going to get her healthier. It could probably decrease her health. Um, it's really, really important. And I can only do this through having these types of conversations and then having people, you know, track their food and show up in the app and, and understand what that means for them individually. Um, cause I think it's hard for people to take this type of information and apply it to themselves but I have many of you are in this situation where we, we don't even need to be dieting anymore. We don't, we're, we really don't. We need to maintain what we've worked for, get stronger, stop making workouts about moving the scale, make them about fun and get fitness there. Set some fitness goals, get faster at something, try new exercising, jump into a class, go try CrossFit you know, 
don't do the boot camp classes though, where you're doing like circuits with light weights for don't do those. Those are, those are, we're burning through carbohydrates at some point. We're not burning fat anymore. Um, it's just, it's like, they're not, they're not ideal. Um, those long hour long boot camp classes that are just, the weight is moderate. You never get to failure. Like it's good that you're moving, but if you want to change the physique, that's again, when you're starting out, anything works like, and I know you, some of you guys know that. Oh, when I started this, I, I lost a lot of weight in the beginning. Yeah. It gets harder. Like it gets, it just, it gets harder, which is fine. Your body is, it needs body fat. So it's going to, you know, try to fight you and resist, but it's possible. Um, so again, what it takes to build muscle and at what it takes to lose body fat from a behavior perspective every single day is the same thing. I'm lifting weights. I'm getting in some good cardiovascular exercise. I'm walking. I'm hitting my protein. I'm hitting my macros, all of them. Okay. Not this like, oh, they're all over the place. I'm, I'm hitting my macros. I'm fueling my workouts. That is how both of how you build muscle and lose body fat. Be willing to not be dieting forever. Bring yourself up out of a caloric deficit. Now, I guess I get that scary to do, but if you listen to some of the people I've worked with in the past who have ha are having success in the kind of refinement of their physique, it's these cycles of I am not dieting. I am loving the process of eating more food and lifting heavy. Okay, now I move into an 8, 12, maybe 16-week fat loss phase, and then I come back out of it. We cannot live in a fat loss phase forever. Remember, muscle, people say muscle weighs more than fat. It doesn't. One pound of muscle weighs the same as one pound of fat. It's just fat is so much more, it covers so much more volume and muscle is just so much more dense. Okay. So stop saying muscle weight weighs more than fat. I know what you mean, but, um, all right, we're going to go back to the, we don't have any more questions about that. We, the question stopped at inflammation because it's always a tricky one. I mean, I think a lot of people, the, the, they're looking for the reason the scale isn't going down necessarily. I've definitely been there. But if it's not going down over time, you may have adapted to the diet. You may have adapted to the calories. We just need to come back out of a deficit. Um, and for some people, it's that you weren't really in one and you didn't really realize it, or you're not being totally transparent, not because you're lying in your food tracker, but because you may not know, you may be kind of guessing and it seems good enough, but you can easily overeat calories on any given day. Um, so if you're having trouble, if you feel like if you feel like your body isn't changing the way you want, you always have to remember like where you are in the grand scheme of things. Like I have women who have just started resistance training, just learning and comparing themselves to women or like me who's been doing it for 20 years or more and we that's not the same and i've it's it's just it's not you may be having trouble sticking with your nutrition and somebody else isn't that's common it's just there's a lot wrapped up in um diets for people you know um there's a lot there there's a lot it's it can be difficult um but you got to get really really honest with yourself about what you're doing i was thinking of a um, okay. Well, hold on. If you're having trouble, track your food, hit your fiber. Okay. That, that is going to help you hit your protein. If you need to eliminate alcohol for a while, do it. And then the other thing, if you're having trouble, remember sometimes just working on maintaining. So for me, like I maintain between 1900 and probably 2100 calories. That's a range for me to just maintain my body weight, my body composition. If I'm cutting, I'm going down to 15, probably that's a good place for me to start. Um, and I'm eating 165 grams of protein and then my carbs and fats, fats usually stay between 45 and 40. And then I, 
always just manipulate my carbohydrates and I fuel my workouts really well. So the more carbohydrates I have in my diet based on whether or not I'm cutting body fat or maintaining my carbohydrates, I may have 50 carbohydrates before my workout and 40 after, and then the rest throughout the day, I may go up to 200 grams of carbohydrates. And that's always amazing, sometimes even higher. So those, that's how you can kind of manipulate things and get excited about like building muscle and getting stronger and not obsessing about dieting. It's a whole, like a whole world opens up when you do that. And then like many of you, who have kind of maintained your lifestyle, maintained your physique, you know, when you're ready to like, like I have some of you have been with me for a few years at least now. And it's like, now we're going to do a spring cut for summer, drop the calories a little bit, lose some body fat. Maybe you're have a vacation you're getting ready to go on. And, and it's not a big deal to you anymore. You know how to do it. You know how, how to adhere, you know, it's not forever, which is such a good feeling. And we know that we're going to get some of that weight off that you worked so hard to get off and we're going to kind of shed another layer. And then over the summer and the fall, you may gain some back and then we'll just do a little, you know, they call them mini cuts, um, lose a little bit of body fat, but we don't have to live in the fat loss phase forever. And that's a really, really exciting place to be. So if you're not seeing progress, you really have to make sure you're tracking your food. That's food journals are, proven time and time again to be a great way to set your intention. I teach my people how to pre-track their food so they can see, kind of build your own meal plan. You do not want a meal plan for me. Trust me, it will be boring and nobody wants to eat the same thing every day. And people say all the time, oh, if I just knew what to eat and what time to eat it. I've never had anybody successful on a meal plan. Um, Bodybuilders, yes, but like general population, it's just, it's not realistic. And um, for those of you who have been on them before and are with me now, like you're proving my point, you know, we like you need to learn to build what works for you that you like and stay within your macronutrient. Consider some meal timing. Um, but so the sweet spot here for fat loss and gaining muscle resistance training, total calories, um, cardiovascular exercise. Uh, protein being the most important, but they're all important. And then we move the scale by changing your calories, but we got to get that those like major pillars of fat loss and muscle building into your lifestyle, no matter where you are, whether you want to lose weight, want to gain muscle, we need to be doing that now. Okay. Let me see if we've got any more questions. Thank you for being here this morning for being consistent. This is my struggle. I know. I know. It's, it's consistency is the key. And I think it's like, it's so hard for people. It's so frustrating to stay consistent. And I, I get that, but it's, it is the way to get results. Um, but, but I just, I do have a little word of encouragement, you know, Forget how your body looks for a minute. And I've talked about this before. We've had Dr. Heidi on here, Dr. Chad. And I want you to hear this. If you get to the gym and you work out and you lift weights and you hit your protein, but you struggle to not or to, to stop eating like an asshole and you have these habits that you feel discouraged, that you're not going to be able to kick, I just want you to remember that those habits, you are healthier than your neighbor down the road who's doing excessive cardio and is skinny fat. Okay? Just tell yourself that. I am stronger and I am healthier. So for any of you who are worried about what you look like, worried about your weight, get into the gym and at least get healthier, get your health markers in a better place by resistance training. Go look at my story. We've got Michelle on there probably 
Joel was somewhere in the background. Michelle is getting after it with the ropes in the gym. That's not in my programming. She's just doing that. Try different things. Go into a CrossFit gym. Try a workout. Drop into a sweaty Saturday free class. Try different things. Get out of your rut where you are just kind of, you know, I'm never going to be able to look the way I want or get the physique I want or lose weight. You may not. I mean, you may not. Like, that's just the reality. You may have some deep, difficult food relationship issues. But I can think of a few people and I can think of some people who do, who have some issues with alcohol and giving that up and have some issues with food choices and getting out of their rut. At least lift weights and lift heavy weights and get yourself strong at the very least. And if you can start working on some of those things, getting stronger, trying new things, building some muscle, you can feel good about that alone. The physique may or may not follow. It, it may not. I, nobody can guarantee that. But the problem is when you give everything up and you just say to hell with it and you completely stop. You travel for a week and, oh, I can't while I travel. Like, yes, you can. You can. If it's important to you, you would do it. So Keep it a priority. It might not look the same when you're traveling, but you have to keep these things a priority so that you're not always like rolling that frigging ball uphill. You know, what is it? Things that stay, I forget the same. <laughs> but it's easier to keep a ball rolling than like try to push that thing from a dead stop all the time. So you are part of a group of women who who believe this to be true. And we are surrounded by experts in the industry. I am in arguably the best, probably master's level sports nutrition and exercise science program in the country, if not beyond that. We have all the tools we need. There's no missing piece. There's no message that's lost. These are the things that are going to help you the most through this time in your life. Um, and that is really, really important that you stay consistent in that one area. When the 23 hours out of the day are difficult with food, keep lifting weights. So thank you guys. I got a jet. I see some other questions here. I'll answer them in the um, app in the, when I get into the Facebook group later today. Thank you for being here. If you are listening, please rate the show five stars, not four. Just oh, if you have feedback, send me the feedback. But so far, it's been all five stars. Get in there if you haven't done it. It is all I ask for. I do all this stuff for free. So just anything you can do to share and tag and all of that is, is so greatly appreciated. Um, so Thank you guys for being here. Love you tons and uh, see you soon.